0: Did hear
1: that? Uh hello everyone welcome to haunting live podcast thank you so much for tuning in this week as every week we appreciate you guys watching and tuning in on social media following us on our facebook page and also uh following our posts that we post there as well so thank you so much for tuning in this week and as always you can catch us later on as well on the podcast apps if you miss a live show here on facebook you can also listen to us later on on your favorite podcast apps. so that's always there for you guys as well um this week we have a special guest with us as always uh we're very excited to have this person on this week uh her name is katie turner she is a psychic medium and she's been known from certain tv shows such as paranormal survivor which is one of our shows that we were on as well so we have a certain connection there that we're going to be talking to her about today and some of her experiences and what she deals with in the psychic medium world so with that let's bring katie on and say hello to katie today hi katie how are you
0: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Happy Mother's Day weekend to you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Today's been, you know, it's been a great day. i got to spend it with my children and I get to finish it off with you guys. So thank you for having me.
1: It's wonderful to have you. Um, So you're a psychic medium. So here on the show, we like to talk to different mediums to find out about what their speciality is, what they deal with day to day. And you and I have sort of a special connection. We were both on the same show um, as different parts. So I was a guest, and they talked about one of our experiences that we had. Uh, You're a different part of the show where you talk about the expert side of things as in the paranormal field. So we're going to get to that in a little bit here on the show today. But first of all, I just want to start with um, how did you get into mediumship, and what led you into the paranormal field?
0: Well, um, I, you know, I tell people I've been psychics my whole life. Uh, Even back to before I could recollect, my parents uh, would say I could see things and feel things and hear things. And um, so, you know, growing up in a household uh, that had a lot of paranormal activity, um, you know, was something of a normality for me. Um, I grew up on a haunted farm. Uh, just, uh, you know, north, couple hours north of Toronto. And um, through that time, I started seeing a lot of stuff and feeling a lot of stuff. And I grew up with a really open family. They're really, they're really cool people. And so they never kind of shut that off from me. They they engaged and they asked me questions and, you know, they could relate to what I was seeing. So uh, fast forward into my young teenagehood, and I don't want to date myself, but before the internet was a thing, um, you know, I was going into libraries and watching documentaries and doing anything I could to kind of figure out what I was seeing. I was not necessarily scared. I was intrigued, and uh, so that's you know that's how it kind of all began for me.
1: So what kind of stuff were you seeing when you were younger, growing up on this haunted farm? Can you describe a little bit more about it? Like um, what sort of experiences did you, did you have there as a child?
0: So my very first experience was uh, actually I would get up at, you know early in the morning, and I could hear people talking, and it was clear as a bell, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. And I used to think, you know, why are my parents in the basement or why are my parents, you know, in this room? And I'd go to walk in the room and there was nobody there little did I know that was actually clear audience happening and I wasn't aware of it. So, uh, you know, it kind of started to progress and and get stronger and stronger to the point where I could see full body apparitions. Um, I would have visitations. I would see not only spirit people, but animals as well. Um, I could see time loops and I would, you know, see residual energy that would kind of go back in time. It would be flashes, then it would be gone. So it was something that I grew up with all the time. There was never a dull moment in that house.
1: So what was one major instance that made you think, oh, wow, this is something that I could get into as my career as a medium? Like, was there some instant that really stood out to you that sort of pushed it into the field?
0: Absolutely. So uh, when I was about 14, 15 years old, um, we would, you know, farmers have to fix fence lines. And so we didn't want the animals to get out. So I was walking uh, the fence line and I was checking fences to make sure that there was nothing broken. Um, I get to this one particular part in the fence that was way back in the bush and I've bent over and I'm I'm connecting the wires and I look up and I can see two children playing. Uh, This was the middle of, you know, the summer, so there was no leaves, there was no, it wasn't as if it was a fall setting, but when I looked up, I could see them in period clothing and they were throwing leaves up in the air. And as soon as I saw them and kind of like I stood up and looked They saw me and I scared them as much as they scared me. And so they ended up kind of turning around and running into uh, into nothing. They disappeared. And it was at that moment that I thought, you know what, I really have to get into the library and try and understand this because I'm not crazy. I know what I see. And, you know, I want to learn more. Uh, fast forward into my college years and I started, uh, I was living in London, Ontario at the time, and we went to a few haunted locations there and, you know, amateurly with some cameras and some small audio recorders and we started recording stuff there. So it was at that point that I really wanted to make it a serious part of my life.
1: That's wonderful that such an experience like that actually drew you into it. So you had sort of a, Mm I want to say a nice experience leading you into the paranormal, not something negative at least. Um, what Absolutely. what sort of experiences did you have after the fact that you realized you had sensitive abilities and were able to tune into spirits like that? Was there more that led you into it or what sort of happened you after that?
0: I'll, yeah, I'll be honest with you, Trevor. Um, I don't know what it's like not to um, have psychic senses. I, I shouldn't say that. There was one occasion in my uh, adulthood that I had gone to... Um, a location to do a cleansing. And um, when I got there, I felt as though I was cloaked. And for the first time, in my life, I felt vulnerable because I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't, I couldn't pick up anything. I couldn't feel anything. And and so that emptiness, I, I, for the moment, I felt like I must have been a regular person, to be honest with you, somebody who didn't have those abilities. And that's the only time I've ever not felt something. Um, you know, as a kid, again, it was just normal reading somebody's thoughts or somebody would pass away and they'd come to me in their sleep or having predictions, you know, that's kind of, it was just normal for me.
1: Yeah, that's great that you accepted it as normal, too, so a lot of people would shy away from it, not understanding what it was, but you seem to have accepted it as being normal in your life. Did your family accept it as normal as well? Like, was it always an open family for you that they accepted that you had gifts like that?
0: Absolutely. My mother is sensitive. My father is sensitive. So again, it was something really normal. And, you know, if I came in with an experience, they weren't shooing me away or telling me it was my imagination. They were like, oh, really? They were engaging me and they would keep the conversation up. So I think that's one of the reasons why my abilities stuck so strongly, because I wasn't in doubt. You know, I, I was confident in what I was seeing and um, You know, I was able to kind of sit with it and metabolize it and understand it. It wasn't until I started paranormal investigating, um, you know, on a regular basis that I actually started, you know, doing readings on a full time basis. That's my full time job now. And so I I really believe that that paranormal activity and being able to go and read um, these locations and the people in it was what even gave me the confidence to do what I'm doing today.
1: Right. And that's where I want to go next here with you is sort of what led you into being a medium then? Like you had some paranormal experiences in the past that led you into the paranormal field. But how did that jump you into being a medium or a psychic?
0: So um, after college, I really wanted to make this uh, something of a professional uh, side of things right I really wanted to to kind of delve into that quite seriously and so I developed a paranormal team and it was at that point that we were going into houses we were doing a lot of residential cases there's not so many commercial um I shouldn't say commercial but open uh you know um, recreational haunting places here it's it's a lot of residential people are suffering you know where, where I live and so we would go into those cases but it was at that point that um you know, people were ended up coming into my office at the time. Uh, they were coming in every day. I worked in an office, and uh, I ended up having to quit my full job to do readings. They'd come in and say, "Hey, I heard you could read. Would you be interested in giving me a reading?" And at first, I fought it tooth and nail. I was like, "No, that's not my thing." You know, I really, I was kind of nervous to step out because, you know, as any other psychic medium, I'm sure can understand. You know, kind of stepping out into the spotlight, sometimes you step into judgment. And so I really didn't want that, but you know what? I'm glad I did, Um, you know, this is my thing. This is what I do.
1: That's great that you were able to do that, like switch so easily from your professional career and deciding to go into mediumship full time. Um, How do you do your mediumship? Do you do it using tarot cards or do you do it just by sensibility? I noticed that you mentioned that you have the clear audience abilities. So, um, was it those abilities that you use or how do you do your mediumship from a day-to-day basis?
0: You know what? I call them downloads. For me, um, I'm clairaudient, clorescent, clairvoyant, clairconscient, and empathic. So, uh, depending on the read, depending on the person, it comes in different ways. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need cards or anything like that. That's not to say I'm any better. I just don't use those things. You know, other, other people decide to use certain things, right? And that's just not how I do it. For me, it's a download that comes in, um, I I used to read people in person, uh, and unfortunately, COVID kind of forced my hand, so I do a lot of stuff uh, virtually in terms of videos, and you just basically sit and chat, and I give them what I have.
1: That's great, because a lot of people do things different ways, but we're really doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. which is communicating with spirit, or it's trying to sense the other person's sensibilities. So um, how do you find that nowadays, since you mentioned that you use mostly virtual for meetings with people for your readings um how is that going lately is it sort of more difficult that you find nowadays or is it sort of the same can you sense people's um issues sort of online the same as you would as in person or how does that work
0: honestly i don't fi- i don't find a difference so um I do readings all over the world. I'm very, I'm very grateful to be able to do that. And, and so online is not something that is new. I have done it, but obviously if I could prefer to meet you in person, I would. But from the people that I've met in person to the people that I've I've been able, you know, the same people I've read online, they seem to be just as happy with it. And I feel just as confident. Um, you know i think sometimes when the the client is a little skeptical about it that's what puts the wall up but as you know it's not something physical right it's something you know that's a non-physical form and so it doesn't necessarily um, stop because of location or distance or you know to me a downloads a downloads a download
1: yeah right exactly that's what i was trying to get at was like it's still metaphysical so you can sense that person from no matter where you are so Um, Have you been fairly busy with that lately then? Has you been keeping up with the same amount of people coming in as you would have without COVID these days?
0: You know what? I, I have to say I'm so grateful. Um, I am run off my feet. I have, I have an assistant that does help me uh, with bookings and stuff. And, and you know, I, I, I'm so grateful that I get lots and lots of messages and I have a hard time keeping up. Um, but I'm thankful that people are patient and they can, you know, book. Um, but no, it has there's been absolutely no, no slowing down right now.
1: No, that's great. What are some of the things that you're finding people are asking? Are they asking about their future now that things think they're kind of uncertain or are they asking about, Uh, personal issues, Um, what are the main topics that they're asking you these days?
0: Um, I always have people trying to connect with loved ones. Uh, you know, that's never changed. That's, you know, everybody uh, wants to connect with loved ones. However, uh, lately, I find that the universal consciousness is, is really anxious. Um, and I'm finding a lot of people, uh, you know, coming to me asking me about their mental health, wondering, uh, you know, what they can do. Are they going crazy? Are you know, and I find that a lot of the paranormal activity in terms on a cerebral level is kicked up. So people are feeling, these empathic emotions uh they're getting messages themselves from loved ones and they don't know how to metabolize that and so they're kind of coming to me going i don't know am i crazy am i doing this and so i kind of have to slow them down and say hey it's okay you're not crazy you know we'll slow this down we'll make it work and i i show them how to uh download the information so they're not feeling so overwhelmed
1: no that's one thing i was trying to get at as well with that question that i just proposed to you that was um nowadays we are stuck at home a lot more and i think people are awakening to a lot more senses that they haven't had to deal with before um so one thing i've been asking my guests lately is like what would you recommend to people that are experiencing things like that that they might never have experienced before like maybe they're seeing things or hearing things because they're home a lot more they're not used to that so what would you kind of recommend to people
0: I recommend grounding, grounding, grounding. You know, uh, everything that we have in in our physical realm is electrical, whether it's the lights you have, or the car you drive, it's an electrical current. And when that becomes ungrounded, it doesn't function properly. As humans, you know, we are no different. And I think on a not only a physical level but a spiritual level if you're becoming ungrounded um, you know the information is kind of all over the place and, and we have a hard time understanding this stuff so it may be coming in faster or it may not be making sense so it's important to slow yourself down and just kind of ground yourself put your you know recalibrate and try to receive the information a little bit more um, in terms of paranormal activity i think that again because of that uh, vibrational frequencies heightened a bit i think that people again are experiencing a lot more Um, and so again they're they're nervous because they don't know what to expect i recommend to people uh you know when i do cleansings when we do paranormal investigations uh when i do spiritual guidance i don't charge that's not something i charge for and i think that people in, in this stage of the game are very vulnerable and i don't want people being taken advantage of uh you know if somebody says well you know 500 bucks and i can teach you how to ground yourself or 500 bucks we can come into your location and we can i personally don't agree with that i don't again, charge for any of that stuff. So I think it's important that they do their research and just make sure that they're not, you know, being duped at the same time.
1: Yeah, no, definitely good advice, especially these days. I think people are actually looking for a lot more answers these days. They're looking for direction. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is just so uncertain. Like, I mean, it's day to day. Like they keep saying, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So um, that's great advice I think you yeah, have for people is just to, so, you know, check yourself and make sure you're doing things right the first in the first place before you actually take any actions. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about your paranormal experiences. I know you mentioned just recently that you were involved in a paranormal team that you started. Um, how did that all get started? Like um, how big did it get? And are you guys still active these days?
0: We're still very much active. So we're called the Canadian supernatural research society. Um, and we have a very uh, family oriented um, team Uh, Every one of the members is, you know, like a a sister or brother to me. Um, And we all uh, take it very seriously. We're all very devoted. Uh, I started the team, um, my God, seven or eight years ago, officially, this team. Uh, I had a team, uh, like I said, in college, but this specific team, I started about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, and um, we're still very active due to COVID. Unfortunately, we've kind of put things on hold. Uh, You know, I certainly don't want to make any of my team members vulnerable and we want to keep everything safe. So, um, you know, on an essential basis, if somebody's having a really bad time, then I will go in and do a cleansing if I have to, or, or try to go in and figure out what's going on on a psychic level. But um, we are still very much active, just slowed down because of COVID.
1: Right. Yeah, unfortunately, COVID has hit everybody really hard, I think, and we're not able to do our stuff here either that we normally do, which is how actually this podcast got formed. Uh, We thought we'd do something different and try to connect more people that way, like yourself. So um, what kind of experiences have you guys had in the past with your team? Was Was there one investigation that you found really stood out to you guys that you want to talk about?
0: Um, we have a specific location. I, every team has their favorite location, right? And we have a specific location that we that we frequent quite often. Uh, we we don't even call it investigations anymore. We uh, we call it research because we've been there so many times. It's a place called Buck Hill Road. It's located in Brown Lake, Ontario. It's very infamous. So uh, there's an old urban legend that if you drive up to the top of this hill, it's in the middle of the bush. Uh, you drive up this dirt road and you turn around and you you know you flash your lights. There's an old uh, urban legend that there was uh, a father that searches for his daughter, um, and you can see the lantern and him walking up the hill. Um, you know we've had many experiences there. We've been able to investigate with the police. We've been able to uh, host radio stations and t- do doc- t- television documentaries there. And I have to say, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, I can honestly say it's our favorite location. Uh, we're never disappointed. Uh, there's always something there. Um, I've had I had a window smashed. Um, we've had rocks thrown at us we've had and not everything is evil um but we've had you know we've had lots of evps we'd have lots of full-body apparitions we've had um uh, like there's so much there that you're never disappointed so as long as you go with respect um they they respect you back it's when people start disrespecting that you you know stuff happens but there's been many occasions we've dealt with some cryptid um uh, hauntings where uh you know there was a lizard-like being that came out and was was causing issues we've dealt with um there was a um, a native american um haunting that we dealt with that was quite evil as well and it actually broke the mechanisms in my car uh for my my actual window the electric window and so there's I, like there's millions i can tell you about but those are kind of the most prevalent that we've dealt with
1: That's interesting too. Um, Is it sort of like the roads in the backwoods where they see these lights and stuff? Is that sort of like what you're talking about where there's these weird lights?
0: Yes. So uh, we've never been able to capture, there's nothing to correlate. I have a historian on my team and we've gone, we've done extensive uh, background history on that location. There's nothing to substantiate the man with the lantern, but we have captured the lights on multiple occasions. When we did do this investigation uh, for the first few times and the police were there, we asked them to to, you know, flip on their cherries, to make sure it wasn't, you know, an optical illusion. We we would break the team up and we had radios and one would go at one end and one would go at the other just to to try to debunk anything. Um, but, you know, again, multiple times we witnessed these lights and it's not explainable. It's absolutely not explainable. Uh, we would have EMF levels, spikes to like over 200. We're in the middle of the bush. There's nothing there. So there's stuff like that, that that's unexplainable and we have to say it's haunted.
1: Very interesting. I'd love to go check that out sometime. Sounds like a great haunted spot for you. Um, Sort of, what evidence have you caught with your team then besides that one? Has there been any other evidence that released it out to you that you'd like to talk about as well?
0: Um, Lots and lots. You know, I'm a firm believer that if you have a good team dynamic... Uh, you get a lot of research, or you get a lot of um, evidence, I should say. And we've been pretty lucky. We we go in with this, not to say a skeptical mind, but we go in with the purpose of trying to debunk logical explanations, and to make sure that you know it's if they're scratching the walls, perhaps it's a mouse. It's not always paranormal, but we're pretty lucky. We get a lot of action. And again, I I, I don't think there's been an investigation that we haven't researched that haven't gotten something, whether it be an EMF spike or EVP or Um, You know, somebody being marked, somebody being scratched, something. Um, There was one occasion that, um, you know, I had a couple team members feeling sick. They had to leave the location. Um, There was one team member that ended up leaving because she kept getting headaches and, you know, just couldn't handle it. So, again, there's not there's too many to count to tell you the worst kind of scenario.
1: Yeah, we, I've had that too in certain situations when you're out investigating, you just come overwhelmed with these uh, sensations, like you get a headache. Uh, one spot that we investigated is actually close to where you are, which is in Coburg, the Coburg Jail. Uh, we investigated yes. that location a couple of times, and I would get headaches throughout the whole day before we start the investigation. I just knew that that investigation would go like really wild because I was getting headaches before we even get in there. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely stuff like that can lead to activity, I think, as well.
0: Absolutely. It, it's amazing how we're able to pick up on it. I don't think people uh, really take time to pay attention to their bodies. I think that's the most important thing in an investigation um, is paying attention to what you're feeling, seeing, you know, among all the other equipment, pay attention to your body. It's number one.
1: Oh, definitely. Your body is your number one tool. As you as a psychic medium know, you have certain abilities and um mm-hmm we all have certain abilities, I think, in us. So definitely your number one tool for sure. Um, next thing I'd like to kind of talk to you about is your experience within the TV field. So that's where I kind of got your name from for the show today. So again, thank you so much for being on here today. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, no you problem, were thanks. on the TV show Paranormal Survivor, and yes. we were also on the show as a guest, but you were actually on the show as one of their quote-unquote experts on the show, so like how they like to label people, I guess, but um, tell us a little bit about how you became involved being on that side of things, like what led you to become one of their experts on Paranormal Survivor?
0: Sure. So I actually started as a guest like yourself. Um, They had contacted me asking me about a couple stories. And the first story that I dealt with was actually of a Canadian soldier. We had done an investigation at his location, and he thought he was going crazy. Uh, He was very skeptical, but he was at his last straw. And so um, we'd gone in and I had given him a couple things and he was quite Hesitant to want to believe, understandably, um, and it ended up being uh, during the investigation and, you know, once we concluded it, that it was actually his best friend who was killed beside him in battle. And uh, this gentleman was just trying to let him know he was okay and he was going at great lengths. Uh, to try and show him that and it obviously was scary for the gentleman Um, once he knew that he was okay so it was after that that uh, they actually approached me the following season and said hey would you be interested in becoming you know you're pretty well versed Uh, you know we we were wondering if you'd like to be a part of the show and so I obliged and said absolutely and so it kind of went from there.
1: Great so how many shows did you actually end up doing was it just the one season or were you there for quite a while.
0: No, I've been with them right to straight to season five. Um, We did uh, show a couple more episodes. So season uh, three, we did season two or season three. We did um, another one uh, with Native American heritage and and the Aboriginal side. There was a major haunting. And then uh, fast forward again, we did another episode with them in terms of being a guest um, with a lizard-like being that was haunting a family. And again, that was a pretty scary scenario. And so, yeah, I've been, been with them the whole time.
1: And how was your experience from the start to where you're now? Was it a positive experience working with that team or?
0: You know what I can honestly say, every episode that I was ever a part of uh, was something that was legit. Um, you know, As viewers, people say to me like, is that real? Like, did it really happen? Or is that make believe? Make and I am not somebody who wants to sell out. That's not for me. I would rather not, you know, I will argue. If I think it's real, it's real. If I don't, I'll tell you it is. And, um, so I, you know, I was very adamant that I wanted to tell the straight real story, the raw version of things. And so from, for me, my experience, along with the other uh, experts, and I'm not going to speak for them, but we all made sure that it was very legit and how we were kind of explaining what was happening and, and, you know, trying to go through each scenario. So I had a really good positive experience. There's, there was nothing that I could complain about.
1: Great. And so was ours when we were on the show too, like we were, the first people actually interviewed for the whole series altogether because we were in season one so we were kind of like the test guinea pigs for the whole series but we were only on the one episode so it was still a great experience and exposure for our team Absolutely. so um mm-hmm. wonderful experience um and great to be able to connect with you because you're on the other side of things so it's great to see how you guys work on the other side compared to a guest being on um, you just mentioned that you kind of worked with the other experts. Is that something that's common within that field? Do you guys always collaborate together on an, on an episode or on a series and see how you guys work together or how does that work?
0: Um, so, yeah, so uh, my friend Linda Curio, she's with Georgia Paranormal Society and Michelle DeRoche is with Canada's Most Haunted. Um, you know, we all came together and when it was filming time, we kind of, we all sat together and made sure that, we, you know, we were all on the same page, anyway, so it was great. They're two great gals, um, you know. They're very experienced and well well versed and very respected. And so it was it was something. It was exciting for me to get together and be able to, to chum with them. And we still communicate to this day. Uh, you know, we're still we're still chums. So.
1: No, that's great. That's one thing I kind of always wondered. Like I still watch that series. I watch the other shows that are on the new stations as well, like Travel and Escape and stuff. I'm assuming everybody sees mm-hmm. those shows on TV nowadays. So, I'm always wondering that myself as a viewer, sort of what goes on behind the scenes, if you guys collaborate or if it's just for that one series or if you even talk at all. So,
0: no, we developed, we definitely developed a friendship, which is kind of, you know, it's pretty cool that way. You, you, when you're together uh, like that and you're all on the same page and you're all career driven, you're all uh, passionate about it, you know, it's that common, that common goal together. So, yeah.
1: No, that's wonderful. It makes the show better too. It makes your, Time after the show better too because you can continue working as well i think so absolutely because you're in the same field so makes sense yeah um so how are things going nowadays for you like are you still working on the show or are there future plans after covid do you know or
0: you know what we haven't heard anything about any more paranormal survivor uh in the meantime i did another show called my paranormal nightmare uh which i believe is actually airing in the states right now um And so that was another really cool experience. It was kind of set like this, asking me about, you know, my childhood and how I got into the paranormal and, and uh, we kind of moved in that direction. So that was another great experience. Um, But at the present moment, a very dear friend of mine and myself, I co-host a show called Let's Talk About It. And we do it every Sunday night. Um, And so that's, you know, that's my thing right now. Him and I love to get into the paranormal and, you know, interact with the, with the guests and kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Talk about that a little bit more in detail. Like how did it uh, develop? How did it get started? And um, where do you kind of see it going in the future?
0: Uh, Well, I actually started as a viewer. So um, I met Richard. Richard had the show. um, And, you know, him and I clicked right away. And we started talking and, uh, you know, he uh, went through, he had had to go and take a break for a little while and then he decided to come back. And so he asked me if I wanted to jump aboard. And obviously, you know, he's a big fan. I said, yeah, in a heartbeat. So, uh, you know, he welcomed me on and you know, it's been history ever since we have, uh, I have to say, I'm a little bit biased, but I have to say we have one of the most uh, loyalist bunch of, of viewers uh, that tune in every Sunday. They're so loyal. Uh, they're amazing. We try to average like yourselves that it's a very safe environment. There's never any stupid questions. We want to engage with you guys and kind of do a question and answer period as well as talk about safe practices and paranormal activity and psychic senses. And um, so, you know, that's what brings me back every week is that I get to, to talk to these guys um, and, you know, answer questions and just feel like it's a big family.
1: No, sounds wonderful. That's what we do here as well. We try to meet new people we try to connect with new people and network and make new connections and share that to everybody too which is what we do here live on our facebook channel so um sounds wonderful sounds like exactly what we do here haunted life podcast so um any plans for the future like what are you guys planning on doing in the future in all aspects in the paranormal like uh for tv for your group um what are you hoping to do after you're released back into the world after covid
0: So I have some very dear friends down in Pennsylvania that have the uh, 1912 Hoover House, and I really want to get down there. Um, We're we're hopefully getting down to Tennessee and Georgia and Kentucky. There's a bunch of places down there, Octagon Hall. Um, Like there's a bunch of places that that we want to get down to. And I'm hoping that I can get back up to the Michigan Paracon this year. Um, last year obviously it was a bust we couldn't go so as much paranormal investigations as possible and we have a bunch of residentials that we kind of held off um, that you know they're not in dire needs they're more of a um, uh, safe haunting if you will it's not something that's you know making people scared so as soon as we can get back out into that that's what we're planning on doing.
1: Yeah I think this year just threw everybody for a loop and you can't really do what you want to do um, well, thankfully, your cases that you have in residentials aren't serious, and they don't need your help right away. Um, if they did need your help right away, would you have been able to help them virtually at all, do you think? Or would you have been able to sort of remote psychic into their location and deal with it that way? Or
0: So I have done some remote remote viewing, Funny you should say that I have done that. Um, but you know what, if it's local enough, and I feel there's children involved or, you know, there's, there's something serious going on. I will make that sacrifice. You know, I feel it may not be considered a, a, an essential service by some, but to me it is, especially when kids are involved. So I won't put my team at risk, but I'll go in obviously, masked and and all that stuff and we make sure that we're trying to be as safe as possible and we'll go in and I'll do a cleansing or I'll at least you know try to explain how it works when I do smudging and cleansings I I feel it's really important to teach the individual how to do it because that's where the conviction comes from right it's the belief and and the conviction in doing it so I try and show them how to do it so that they're able to keep themselves safe in the future
1: that's a good idea i totally believe in that too it's totally your intention and your belief as to how much energy is either put out or taken in as well so it's like you if you put out that intent it's going to come back on you right so um if you put that intent out as good or as a blockage for negative energy then you have to show that person or the homeowner how to do it so that's really good yeah well, thank you so much, uh, Katie, for being here today on Haunting Live. I really appreciate you taking your time out on uh, this wonderful Mother's Day weekend for you to be here on our show today. It was wonderful to meet you and learn about some of your practices and experiences that you've had in the field. So,
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be on your show. And uh, you know, now that we've been able to network, hopefully we can do some more.
1: Well, it'd be wonderful to maybe be on your show as a guest sometime or something like that. We'd be honored to do that as well. And uh, meet all of you guys on your show there too, on your podcast. So uh, once again, do you want to sort of uh, mention your website address so people can find you or how to connect with you and also information about your show as well?
0: Certainly. So you can catch me uh, at Katie Turner sensitive. All right, Katie Turner sensitive psychic medium on Facebook. You can catch me at katieturnerspsychic.com for my website. Um, you can look us up at CanadianSupernaturalResearchSociety.com. Same on Facebook. And you know what? If you want to tune in with us every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Facebook Live, I have a show with my friend Richard Ruland called "Let's Talk About It." And just like yourself, uh, you know, we talk about all things paranormal. There's never a stupid question. And if you want to ask something we ask you to do
1: that that sounds wonderful hopefully we'll be able to tune in uh hopefully next week or maybe even tonight if you guys are on this weekend yeah we'll uh, be
0: on right tonight at 8 p.m
1: right yep. tonight awesome. maybe we'll check that right. out as well and uh tune in so thank you so oh, much great. katie uh it's been wonderful meeting you and hopefully we can have you back on haunting live podcast sometime or even any of your other members as well so
0: absolutely thank you so much for having me
1: thank you yeah have a great weekend
0: you Bye bye. Hi, everybody. Sally Diane here with Haunting Live Podcast, and they are going to down into the basement of the Queens.
1: We've been granted access to the basement. This location did have a great fire. How are you feeling right now, Tramp? Don't be afraid. And that was uh, Katie Turner and she is a psychic sensitive medium and she's been on different TV shows such as Paranormal Survivor. And that was one of the connections that we had why I chose to have her as a guest on our show because uh, we had a connection with that TV show as well. We were on season one episode six of Paranormal Survivor. You can check out our episode. We are on the second part of that one particular episode and uh, it's called When Spirits Talk and you can check that out check some of our past experiences out it's one of our experiences that we had when we were living in Cambridge Ontario so very interesting um but thank you Katie so much for being here this week we appreciate it and thank you all you guys for tuning in each and every week here on Haunting Light podcast uh we're still continuing to grow so feel free to share our podcast with anybody that you think might be interested uh it helps us out a lot if you share it Uh, We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Check out our YouTube channel. We don't just have this podcast on there, but we have other things that we filmed on our YouTube as well, different investigations and past work as well. So definitely go check out our YouTube if you get a chance under Haunting Live Podcast. And also a few things before we let you go here this week, guys. Uh, We have reached episode number 19 already. So we have a bunch of people scheduled all the way till the end of August right now. So look forward to many more guests coming on the show. Uh, throughout the rest of this year so please tune in each and every week right here sundays around four o'clock on our facebook page look forward to having you as our guest here and tuning in Um, also don't forget to check out our website our official website is hauntinglifepodcast.com on there we have event tickets for our next upcoming public event, which is going to be Ghost of the Queens 2021. That is a two-day public event where you can get tickets for 140 for the two-day event. And there is a Friday night dinner. We have a special guest coming in to talk as well that night, uh, Mary Ann Kennedy from Ghost of Dufferin County and Beyond TV show. Uh, she will be there to talk about mediumship. And then also we get a dinner that night as well. That's included and then on saturday there's a bunch of workshops and then there's a ghost hunt and seance to end the night and end the weekend so it's a two-day event Uh, the whole two-day event is 140. and to get tickets just go to our events tab on our website and you get them right there or you can contact the location directly as well which is the queen's inn hotel in stratford ontario and uh, ask for sally diane she is the queen of ooga booga she has her own youtube channel as well and uh, you can catch her on her youtube on psychic sundays on her channel at nine o'clock on sundays so recommend you guys go check her workout as well so otherwise we have also our merch page for you guys to go check out uh go check out our items that we have for sale on our website uh different items different categories from things like uh, pendulums to crystals to cleansing materials things you would use in the everyday paranormal field is what we sell on our site so Go check that out and right now we actually have a 50 percent off site wide sale so go check out your great deals on our merch and also don't forget uh, chris here at haunting live podcast does his own angel readings he does them twice a week on wednesdays at 8 30 and on saturdays at three o'clock so you can check him out as well if you want a free reading anyways guys that's about it for this week have a great mother's day weekend thank you so much for tuning in it's wonderful to have all you guys here tuning in each and every week to check out our special guests so with that we'll see you guys next week stay safe and happy mother's day weekend again to all the mums out there bye-bye